Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. God will share his throne with the overcomer. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. Revelation 3, 21. God's everlasting arm encircles the soul that turns to him for aid, however feeble that soul may be. The precious things of the hills shall perish, but the soul that lives for God, unmoved by censure and perverted by applause, shall abide forever with him. The city of God will open its golden gates to receive him who learned while on earth to lean on God for guidance and wisdom, for comfort and hope amid loss and affliction. The songs of angels will welcome him there, and for him the tree of life will yield its fruits. The memorial of your life will be written in the book of records, and if you are finally an overcomer, there will be souls saved through your efforts, by your self-denial, your good words, and consistent Christian life. And when the rewards are finally distributed to all as their works have been, redeemed souls will call you blessed, and the Master will say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. They shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. In union with Christ, they judge the wicked, comparing their acts with the statute book of the Bible, deciding every case according to the deeds done in the body. After the saints are changed to immortality and caught up together with Jesus, after they receive their harps, their robes, and their crowns, and enter the city, Jesus and the saints sit in judgment. When we read Revelation 3.21 that says, Him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. You can't help but think, well, it'll get kind of crowded, won't it? But I believe what it's saying is that the authority of the throne of God will be given them to do the work of judgment of those who are lost so that God is entirely transparent and everybody can understand why the ones who are lost are lost. There will never be an opportunity or a chance to misjudge or not trust God ever. For Christ will only die once for sin, the Bible tells us. But we read that when we live for God, we will be unmoved by censure and unperverted by applause. First of all, those who have the Spirit of Christ dwelling in them by faith, will never use force or censure as a tool of control. If God used force, it would be unfair to reward them for obeying because it would not be sincere action but fear-driven obedience. If he was going to force obedience, he is all wise. He would have done it before sin, so no one would have to die. Because Ezekiel thirty-three eleven says, As surely as I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. This is the whole driving 
motive behind Jesus' sacrifice to draw us to him by love. Therefore, if anyone uses force or censure, you can know they have the spirit of devils, not the spirit of Christ. We also read that applause perverts us. Well, what is the definition of pervert in the 1828 Noah Dictionary? It's a verb transient with a Latin perverto, per and verto, to turn, to turn from truth or from it, its proper purpose, to distort from true use or end as in perverting reason by misdirecting it, perverting laws by misinterpretation and misapplication, to pervert justice or the meaning of an author, to pervert nature or truth, to turn from right to corrupt, as in the sentence, he, Satan, in the serpent, perverted Eve, or turned her from the truth. We are pretty fragile, aren't we? Applause can motivate us to turn from truth, to misapply, misinterpret laws, misdirect reason or justice, all leading to corruption or death, in order to continue to receive applause. But the way to avoid this was given us in our reading. It said, He who learned while on earth to lean on God for guidance, wisdom, comfort, and hope, amid loss and affliction, will have the gates of the city open to receive him. Thus says to me, we need to learn to stand alone, unmoved by censure, unperverted by applause. What are people's opinions anyways? Opinions like feelings are changeable. We, as fallen beings, have used opinions as a club to manipulate our children, family, and friends, but God's children have been freed from bondage to sin. Sin has no control over us, by force or opinion, and we, who are Christ's, will not use opinion, force, hypnotism, or any other control means to control anyone. We read that the tools we use to save souls will be through self-denial, good words, consistent Christian life. These have power to draw. The price of freedom of action cost Christ his life. What's the self-denial about? I think it takes self-denial to only speak good words and self-denial to have that consistent Christian life. The tree of life will yield its fruit a different kind every month, Revelation 22 2 tells us. And Isaiah 66:23 reads, From one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me. Every month the tree of life will yield a new fruit, and I believe that I have read that the increase the increasing light of the new moon or of the moon is involved with the ripening fruit. So that when we get the new moon, the previous month's fruit is fully ripe, and that we would be gathering to worship God and eat the new fruit of the tree of life that would be ready. I don't have any reference, so just take it out with a grain of salt. It's just my own thinking. I have a promise in Psalms one thirty nine seventeen. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great! is the sum of them.
At first I prayed for light, could I but see the way, how gladly, swiftly would I walk to everlasting day. And next I prayed for strength, that I might tread the road with firm unfaltering feet, and win the heaven's serene abode. And then I asked for faith, could I but trust my God, I'd live unfolded in his peace, though foes were all abroad. But now I pray for love, deep love to God and man, a living love that will not fail, however dark his plan. And light and strength and faith are opening everywhere. God waited patiently until I prayed the larger prayer. Our Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for your patience as we grow and learn to pray the larger prayer. Help us, Lord, to be ready to sit down with you in judgment over the acts of those who are lost. Our hearts will break as we see those we love who have made wrong choices. I pray for those here with me here this morning that they will surrender self-denial and leaning upon you, Lord, through these hard times so that they will not be among those in the lost whose names we will be judging. I pray, Lord, that we are willing to sacrifice anything for Jesus' sake to be with you for eternity. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing and answering our prayers that you will make yourself felt in the lives of these here today. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Please join me again tomorrow morning. I'd really love to be able to share with you and to contemplate and meditate on these things we're reading, to read God's promises, to contemplate his words, to sing a song together, and to have prayer. Have a wonderful day today, my brothers and sisters. <laughs>